Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we travel to Finland. Hello, and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week we take you through a different country's national final and pick the song we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry. And at the end of the series, it's you, the listeners, voting for your favourites and at our live event, we'll crown the winner of the Second Cherry Song Contest. Hello, Monty. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Have you had a nice summer break? Uh, Of sorts. I mean, it's been... Very summery. Mm, it has. <laughs> has it been much of a break? Though? Not really. Uh, but hey, you know, it's um, it's good to be back talking yeah. about Eurovision as per. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, good. I did a few sporting activities. Spectating sporting activities, that is. You were on the well, BBC. I was on the BBC, yes. The Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Mm. Front row of my spectating. You were spectating as well. They had like a camera like recording recording away. But it was a nice moment because it was actually a winning you know yes. moment, wasn't it? You it was the um the runner, Elise McColgan, uh, who had won and it was an incredible gold medal. And she rushed over and her mum was near us in the stands, Liz McColgan. And so they were having a moment and then we got caught in the back of the shots on TV. Oh. And of course, because it was that moment where she run up and hugged her mum. That was the thing that made the news yeah. for the next day. It was on the 24-hour rolling news cycle every few minutes. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah, had a really, uh, really nice time. So that was in the UK, but we are in Finland this yes, week. Yes, and I have just been to Finland <laughs> by the magic of time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually gone yet. I'm going in a couple of days. But by the time this comes out, I... Should have been to Finland. So, Monty, how was your trip to Finland? It was amazing. <laughs> I met a moomin and everything. <laughs> Don't be unkind. That's just you, our friend you, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, well, you'll fill us in maybe next time we talk on the next episode about yes. Finland. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we haven't got time to stand around here and gossiping all day. We've got songs to choose and national finals to criticise <laughs> <laughs> but we have got a mailbag we have yes and it's bulging what's in our bulging sack this week well we've got spill it Matt <laughs> well Rob who messaged in how many ever episodes ago has messaged again and said hello fellas great episode this week and loving that you're dropping into my inbox on Monday morning to start my week with a bit of Eurovision terrific choice of ciao ciao for the Italian second cherry that track is an earworm and I think it's going to go down a storm at the Second Cherry event. Our, he carries on. Uh, regarding Benidorm Fest 2023 next year, I can only recommend this to you and your listeners. I was lucky enough to get complimentary tickets and had an amazing time there. Mm, it's like a mini Eurovision and I don't think you've left until you've been partying with a bunch of Spaniards at 4am. Well, we've all been to the Euro Club. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I was lucky enough to fall into a crowd of Galicians and got to witness them during traditional Galician dancing to Tang Chigueras. Video link enclosed. Uh, well, yeah, and it is a video of you having time of your life dancing around, <laughs> as you should. So thanks, Rob. Thanks for hearing from you again. Thank you. Yes, we do have to try and get to Benidorm Fest, don't we? 
We definitely do. Mm. We also have had a message from our good friend Max, Maxi Max. Ah, Maxi Max. <laughs> he says, "Hello, my darlings. Maxi Max here, reporting from the Maxi Max headquarters in the most exclusive and secret location in South London, South East London, even, which one half of the podcast has already had the privilege to visit." For the viewing of the fabulous Benidorm Fest 2022. Yes. You did, didn't that you? That was me, Monty? yes. Mm. Yes, it's not secret. I know where it is. <laughs> we know your address, Max. We know where you are. We're coming to get you. <laughs> Just wanted to say a quick thank you for picking the right cherries for Malta, ironically called Ritmu, but sang by a boy who can barely move on the dance floor, bless him. And Italia, their best song in the entire national final season, in my honest opinion. And your opinion is always honest, Max. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I know you were gagging for my feedback on of the new series so far. So here it is. You're not doing that shit at all, honeys. <laughs> Please do not stop giving us the titters. With your titillating podcast, you will never get on our titties. <laughs> Love you. Ciao, ciao. Maxi Max. Oh, that's fair. We should have that. You know, when you get people who, you know, put quotes on your book and things like that. We should have that. You're not doing that shit at all. <laughs> Honeys. <laughs> Honeys. <laughs> oh, thank you, Max. We've got another couple of uh, mailbag items, but we're going to save them for next episode. We do, though, have some comments on Twitter. So Vince on Twitter uh, said about the Italian episode, I've not listened yet, but can it be anything other than ciao, ciao? And I'm not sure whether Vince is like, can it please be anything other than Chow Chow? Or if he's like, can it be anything other than Chow Chow? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'm not sure whether we've pleased or disappointed you with that one, Vince. Uh, what we do know, though, is that we have pleased you with Malta because you tweeted us, said, I'm scared to listen to Second Jerry this week in case the Ritmu isn't selected. Well, at least we've uh, we've ticked your box on that one. <laughs> Bob has also been in touch about the Maltese episode. I always start the week with a giggle at Second Cherry, and they don't hold back on the songs that didn't make it to Eurovision, even when the golden showers and dancers are better than the tunes. <laughs> That was definitely the case in Walter. We have been a little bit unkind, I think, in the last few weeks. We'll, we'll try and be a bit more positive. And John Egan, who our friend, lovely friend John Egan, who tweets at 58 points, said, luckily for them, the second cherry lads got France right. Par ailleurs, j'étais préparé à sacre une claque. So, banker study. <laughs> I don't really want to feel the wrath of John. Really? What do you want to feel? Or or maybe I do, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, John. We're happy that we could please you. And that's, well, we've got some more tweets, but we're going to hold those over for the next episode as well. We don't want to overload you with all this goodness. (laughs) So, Monty, tell us a bit about the Finnish national final, UMK. The Finnish national final, UMK, or Uden Music in Kilipalu, the new music competition, was held on the 26th of February 2022 in Logomo in Turku. It was the 11th time that UMK is being used to select the Finnish entry, and it was a single show with seven competitors. There were several international streams of it as well, with commentary in different languages. So there was commentary in Finnish, Swedish, Northern Sami, 
in our Sami and English. So going okay. truly international this year. I like the Sami. There'll be people yeah, listening. Absolutely. Uh, it was watched by 1.9 million viewers in Finland, making it the most watched edition of UMK since its establishment in 2012. Oh. And 1.9 million viewers in a population of 5.5 million people is, well, it's a hell of a lot. Yeah, and I think they had some big stars this year, so we'll come on to that. They certainly did. At least one of the writers and the lead singer had to hold finished citizenship or live in Finland permanently in order for the entry to qualify to compete. A panel of eight experts appointed by YLE, the TV company, selected seven entries from the 312 submitted entries. One of those people selected was the senior editor at Spotify in Finland. Mm. I think that's a good move to, you know, get a company like Spotify aboard. But I think Wiley do this a lot. They've got quite, uh, it, almost like if those who understand how it works here in, in the UK, the BBC have different branches of sound and music and different demographics. I think Wiley's the same and they've got a really nice sort of like cool, you know, sort of fresh uh, channel to where they can glean these young artists and then add Spotify to the mix. It's a good, good, good show. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good move. There were seven international juries and a televote, which combined in a 25% and 75% split in favour of the televote, 75% of the televote. I think this is a good thing because I think where we see in countries where the jury vote is skewed over the public or the... The, the jury vote gets preference um, over the televote. I don't think it's fair to the viewing public. I do prefer it when the public are given more of a choice. Um, but I always forget this when we're watching, and I forget um, that the winner can get a massive final total vote because there are 882 points available <laughs> yeah. uh, from the televoters. So you're kind of going, oh, are they going to have enough to get? And then it comes in with this massive score. When Blind Channel won last year, I remember watching it. We were going, oh, are they going to have enough? Are they going to meet beat the Teflon Brothers? And then they got 479 points <laughs> yeah. in the televote. It was an absolute landslide. It was almost 55% of the available points from the public. The final, of course, was won by the Rasmus with Jezebel, uh, a known act who'd had an international hit. I don't really think it counted for a great deal, though, when it came to Eurovision. But we'll have a look at the scores in a moment. I just want to mention the international spokespersons on the jury because we had some very familiar names there. There was a Cypriot jury that had Elena Tsagrinu, a Norwegian jury, which was Kaina, all the spokespeople was Kaina, Serbia, Bojana Staminov, and of course she has secondary connections mm-hmm. because she introduced the show for us one year on video and... Um, <laughs> Called me Mary. <laughs> Which isn't a million miles away from the truth. <laughs> the German jury had Jendrik as the spokesperson. The Spanish had Rosa Lopez. Oh. And the Czech had Albert Chemi, Lake Malawi. The Italian jury had uh, Marta Cagnola, who's a journalist, presenter and music expert and has been around on the periphery of all these selection shows for a while. So the Rasmus one, they got 27.4% of the televote. I think they might have expected to get more in the televote, you know, being such a known name. Maybe the Finnish public just haven't connected with... I mean, they got the biggest share, but... Not as many as I might have thought, especially when you think what Blind Channel got, I and mean, twice that last year. I do wonder, though, whether 
all the thunder was stolen by Jezebel in terms of, oh, look, they're the big star. But actually, we were ignoring other bands who were actually still fairly big in in Finland as well. So there might have been that share of it a bit more than we were than we wasn't expecting. Yeah, maybe. Um, when it got to Eurovision, though, let's have a look at what it did. So it performed first in the semi-final in the second semi-final and it qualified in seventh place with 162 points it got very very good support it got televotes from 18 of the 20 countries in the semi-final um, only Montenegro and Israel didn't vote for it in the televote and in the jury vote 17 of 20 juries backed it so only the UK Ireland and Australia who didn't back it in the jury vote by the time it got to the final, though, it got a very early draw in the first half. So it performed fourth and it plummeted to 21st in the in the ranking with only 38 points. I mean, the support just fell away, really, for it in the final. And only got televotes from eight countries. Mm. And it only got um, jury votes from three countries. So, you know, quite well supported in a smaller semi-final. But on the stage, it just got lost. Maybe because it was performed so early, but you know, the yeah. Rasmus's name didn't really count for anything. No, not in that instance. I do think that, um, we talked about this on the podcast how the presentation was a little bit off key, maybe not you know, incongruous to the song itself. But I don't know, you know, I think I'd be proud of, of the, that song and. It was a bit different, something yeah. different this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the only time that Finland has demonstrated that an artist that's known internationally doesn't necessarily guarantee success. I mean, they put Derud up there, they put Saralto, and neither of them really were very successful, just like uh, the Rasmus this year. But did the right song win? Ooh, I'm not sure. Genuinely not sure. I'm not saying yes or no. I just, I think it's close call. I think it was a good option. They were first on in the national final as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just seemed to really blast open the show. But I don't know. I think there might have been other songs that would have really given a run for their money, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think it probably was the right choice um, because of everything that came with it. Even though that didn't pay off in the end in terms of where it ended in the voting I think everything that it brought with it made it the right choice to go there yeah I think you're pretty right actually yeah I changed my mind one team <laughs> <laughs> it's not the only time you've done that with Finland is it no. <laughs> let's, so let's have a listen to Jezebel There you go. You never have to listen to that song again, unless you want to. Ah, well, I want to. Ah, <laughs> I'm not that fast. <laughs> well, let's have a look at the songs that we do want to discuss. Song number one, kicking us off, is Isaac Senna with Akuma Jabba, Hot Dude. Song number two, 
Monty, I want you to tell me what you think about Isaac. Well, basically, this song is about having gay sex for the first time. And the presentation is seemingly him at a gay sex club. Um, it has got that kind of sound and feel to it. I mean, we've we've spoken before about, you know, the kind of music that you get in a sex club. Like, we have for Lolita Zero, who's representing Lithuania this year. I, mean, I just want to say, obviously, the only reason I know what that music sounds like is because I took the wrong turning out of the toilet mm-hmm. in a bar in Gran Canaria once and ended up in, in, in a bit of a maze I couldn't get myself out of. I hate it when you get lost for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to leave a tread of breadcrumbs to get me back out. <laughs> um, Isaac's dressed in PVC um, uh, with some lovely jewellery. I do like to see a pearl necklace on a man. Um, there's lots of writhing and bodies being squeezed into tight spaces, which gives that impression of uh, being a bit of a, a frisson of uh, of sex club going on, but actually there's a there's a really quite nice juxtaposition um, of this in the lyrics about it being about consent and about mutual enjoyment, which I I really like. There's a he's speaking of there being a bit of an edge of danger uh, in doing this for the first time, but then he also is singing, um, "Take care of me, stroke my hair." Then spank me, I've been naughty, and bring me ice, it's so hot in here. I'm hungry, I eat you while you keep me safe. And I think that's quite nice. It is, but I also think it's probably the aftercare. Anybody that's into the whole uh, BDSM and that sort of stuff, there is an aftercare element to it. So I think there's a bit of that as well. I think this is liquid sex. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's liquid sex, I love it. Um, Isaac is the answer, I think, to the question. What would the weekend be like if he was massively queer? I don't think the vocal is as strong as the weekend, but that talky style with the 80s electronic sound and that bravado is where I draw the line of comparison. Understated, not really. Um, <laughs> as I said, it's very sex positive, very explicit. Music wise, I'd say it is a little bit generic, but the presentation is anything but. Or should that be everything but? Uh, lots of purple and blue lighting. That's uh, what we used to see recently, wasn't it? You know, there is a bit of a trend of this blue and purple light. It says to me, gay club dark room, and it's refreshing. Absolutely. I love the presentation because it, I wasn't really expecting that uh, when I saw it. And yeah, we, we like a bit of queerness here. So Isaac said, hot dude. He is as well. Next song is called... Thank God I'm an Atheist by Oliveira. Clever little play on words in the title here. Yeah, witty, ironic. It's the selling point of the song, mostly. I love how it starts with Oliveira holding a lit match that's burning to her fingertips and it goes out just at the point where she sings, I like to play with gasoline. And 
the reason why I really think it's a masterstroke, it's creating tension in what would be otherwise a bit of a bland opening for a song. It's very, her voice is fairly generic with a typical sort of that Nordic soft cutesy wispiness, but it's presented in an engaging way. The song is an ex- existential crisis, I think, yet with a firm belief that heaven doesn't exist. There's a couple of moments of vulnerability in there where she says she doesn't want to be alone, but it's all packaged up in this quite disturbing manner. So I just I just like the the conflict going on. At one point, she picks up a glass globe with a doll inside, but it's wearing the same dress as she is. Mm. Um, and it's just a bit weird. It plods along nice. The staging just lifts the whole thing. I think it's just a really nice entry. Yeah, I really like this. It, it definitely feels quite introspective and quite existential. Um, but I think the pondering of life and not wanting to have an afterlife and not believing in it is actually quite a positive thing because she's she's saying, you know, you have to live in the moment. You have to be where you are. You have to appreciate everything we have now because, you know, there really isn't anything else. And I like that. There's an element where she's singing about not wanting to face her sins. Again, it's just about kind of living and being content with things. And I, I think there's a lot to be said about that. I really like There's that. power in it, I think. She's shown vulnerability. She's shown it in a bit of a disturbed way. But we are. Humans are disturbing. <laughs> just on the tube ride over here, I was disturbed. Uh, you know, I think it's really honest. Yeah, I think so. I found a couple of quotes actually by it. I thought it was really nice. So she said, nobody knows what happens after we die. What if all the world's biggest religions are actually right and life never ends? I can't think of anything that causes more anxiety than the idea of eternal life. (laughs) Um, And she says, um, as a person that's not so religious, um, I believe that we can't know if it's an afterlife. No one can answer this question with certainty. I don't, it doesn't matter what everybody believes in. The only thing that matters is having an important life. Um, and no one guarantees uh, that that will last forever. We've got to look at today and the people we have close to us and do whatever pleases us. And we've got to express our love and be good people. Um, I wrote, I thank God I'm an atheist, about wanting to pass this message on to the world and especially those who make um, this kind of thought about life. That's well said. Absolutely. I think it is really, obviously, a very clever play on words, but I think there's a huge amount of substance um, to this song and a really, really positive message. Moving on to the next song, song number three is Bess with Ram Pam Pam. What are your thoughts about this? This is an interesting entry for me. Bess is singing about an aversion to settling down, I think. She talks about a partner who dances to a different rhythm and there's mention of stamps on a passport and travelling to a different destination. She's sort of singing to a love interest. Bess is fierce, full stop. The performance is all very severe. The makeup, the choreo certainly is. She's joined on stage with female dancers in street outerwear and all different colours, like some 
urban power rangers um the song was a huge hit in finland i think most people listening to this might know that it was number one actually for a while a chart position not achieved by the rasmus and jezebel by the way it's only just dropped out of the charts as well last month and this is a strong national final entry from bess it was number one for 10 weeks in finland i mean this is a monster hit um, it is clearly the breakout hit from UMK this year, um, domestically at least. You're absolutely right. I mean, th- there's a, so much energy here and I really like it. And I really like that sense that, well, I'm not selling down. Um, the lyrics are, I only want to take a flight to Paris and you only want to one away ticket to marriage. Feels like I've already got one foot in the grave. So if this is what love is, then damn it, count me out. And I... <laughs> like that and she's defiant on stage i love the kind of you know the the energy of the performance and the the dancers they've got also props that look like baseball bats that they're swinging around but they turn out to be great giant pyro flamethrowers <laughs> <laughs> i i like this loads of energy really hits you and clearly the Finns loved it to have it as number one in the charts for so long yeah, I do think it's a grower, though. I do think, because it doesn't have that instant appeal. But, um, yeah, it was well-supported. It's interesting. I heard this. In the early stages of Eurofest, the last time we were there, um, just a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh, what's this? And then I realised what it was, and it sounded absolutely great in a club venue. Maybe it's the sound of the national final in the studio. You know, different ears, different moments... Things can come across differently. But yeah, I felt like it was a little bit, oh, that was the breakout hit when I went back to it. Because I remember the first time round thinking, oh, that's amazing. Looking back on it, I was still a bit, oh. And then when you hear it on the recording and you hear it loud in a club, you think, ah, yeah, okay, okay. Cool. So the next song is Young Hearted with Sun Numero, your number. song about relationships gone wrong perhaps um someone was wronged and in a situation where closure is being sought that's what that's my vibe on this song again this charted well for young hearted this also done quite well the song itself is it has a pensive quality about it almost melancholy there is an upbeat vibe to it but um the whole feeling around it i think is melancholy because essentially it's a failed relationship it has the sound of Coldplay and Fix You. It kind of is a bit more bouncier than that, but it ends on this really big atmospheric light show after Rita, the, the singer, she whips off her jacket, but it was sort of draped around her shoulders mm-hmm. for the whole performance. Uh, I think it's a solid entry uh, for an experienced group who seemingly have done quite well with the whole UMK national final experience. Yeah, I like it. It kind of builds into... Um, from something quite gentle into sort of a bit more kind of indie guitar 
um, song. Um, and I, I, I do like the way it builds. Um, you're right, I think it's, well, it's a story of a failed romance. and It's kind of the anguish of wanting to ring up your ex and apologise, but not really knowing if that is the right thing to do. And of course, the thing with doing that is you might want to do something, but that might not be what the other person wants to hear. So it's kind of, you know, she's she's ringing with the intention of saying um, sorry. And, and um, once she has, she says, once you've been able to say this, I promise I'll delete your number from my phone and I'll be able to move on. But um, yeah, the, I mean, it gets a bit intense in place. She's like talking about, you know, how she, you know, is she holding on to things a little bit too tightly? And I don't know, my mind starts wondering and think, mm, were you a bit of a bunny boiler? She There's regret here, but on her part, oh, well, if you're assuming it's from her, because she's the singer, mm-hmm. after all, she's on stage with two blokes. But um, yeah, there's regret. So you wonder, what's what's gone down here? Yeah. And I quite like that sort of air of mystery. In the song. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be told. Um, a little bit like Monster, Monster Like Me from um, Morland and Deborah Scala. I mean, that is dark. Uh, but no you don't knows. actually need to know what's happened. And almost the mystery and the imagination of it is the better part of it. Fifth song then, the final song we're going to talk about is Hurricane by Cyan Kicks. Just like a hurricane. I do like a song that is about not backing down, not staying quiet, and telling the perceived authority to basically fuck off. Um, the staging here is incredible. In fact, the whole of this national final, considering it's Finland and it's not a massive stage, was exceptional. But Sign Kick's got the trump card here, I think. The backdrop is a monochrome black and white swells straight from the 1970s. Susanna, the vocalist, is wearing the same sort of on her suit, trouser suit. The rest of the band is dressed in this grey-white colour. It's just very slick. There's lights at play here as well. Hurricane is an alternative rock uh, song and it's delivered with the sort of attitude you expect from the lyrics. Finland really know how to do rock and uh, they've got really good pedigree in the genre and this this gets me I love it not so much for you Monty well I, attitude is the word I think I mean it's it's brimming with attitude and I think that's the thing that comes over I mean I think visually it's incredibly well presented that that montage on this on the stage where you've got you know the, she's in mostly black and white stripes and there's black and white stripes on the on the lighting and then there's flashes of red and you know it's this kind of cacophony of loud guitars um you know there's that i think there's a few lyrical similarities here with both bess and with young hearted in the fact that it's it's about a powerful but also perhaps a destructive relationship you know so i've realized that was never yours don't try and shut me off i'm here to talk um, I'll never bow, I'll never give up because I'm not here to settle down. So there's a defiance here and that's really what's coming across on stage and the, the energy of the performance. For me, the attitude veers over into a little bit of arrogance for me. Um, and I have to say, 
song-wise, it does absolutely nothing for me. Okay. Really, really don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a particular it's a particular type. I think, is it the sort of music I would necessarily listen to personally? Not so much, but I can appreciate in the lineup of songs, it stuck out for me. The first time I heard this, I went straight to this. This was my number one straight away. And then when you when you listen to the songs loud on a big screen, as we would in the RVT at a live show, you know, question marks might be, you know. So, but I, I, I don't know, I quite like it. So that's our five songs of the six possible uh, available to us. But there was other, one other song by Tommy Lentinen, um, Elamar Cantamoa, a bit of a rock song. He wasn't really that popular. He, he was the second last with the televote, just 0.1 of a percent in it between him and Young Artin. But the jury only gave him four points, you know? So it was very, very poorly scored by Tommy. And I think, you know, recognition that, although he's a known artist in Finland, the international jury had no idea who he was. So we've not included him in our shortlist. So almost time to reveal which one has been selected as the finished cherry. But before we do, it's time for this. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So Matt and Monty's good thing of the week, that is good. Oh, it's good, that is. This is our (laughs) moment where we try to just reflect on something positive that's happening in the fandom. So Matt, what have we got this week? Well, we have the news this week that we're recording uh, that Belgium have announced that there's going to be a national final in 2023. Mm -hmm. Now, this is interesting because obviously it's a national final, so we know that we get a new country. In recent years, we get a new country that we can talk about and possibly assess. But the last time Belgium did this produced a pretty good song, Laura Tessero. Uh, done brilliantly in Stockholm and I forget that was actually selected by national final and uh, if that's the level if that's got this sort of uh, music music label and music industry buy-in that they've had previously uh, is this good they could get another good song next year it's a bit of a change because they have tended to pick people who've been connected to the voice in Belgium as internal selections Um, so yeah change of direction it's not gone great for them well, no, not really. I mean, they did have success with Loic Notet, but yeah, not really that much since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, nice to see, well, potentially a, a new cherry. I think we, we've had Belgium before, in the past, before we were doing Second Cherry as a podcast. So it was in when we were doing just the live shows. Um, but yeah, we haven't had Belgium. We haven't had the opportunity to have Belgium. So let's see what they bring and let's see whether we have a Belgian cherry next year. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So, Matt, I'm going to hand over to you to tell us what's been selected Mm. as the finished cherry. Mm, Exciting. Well, yes, the finished cherry, as chosen by the second cherry team, is Hurricane by Cyan Kicks. Now, Monty, let's just talk about this because we have we have our opinions at Second Cherry and there's always discussion when we choose these songs. This one was quite, uh, well, not heated, but it was there was difference of opinion, let's just say that much. 
There was. I mean, it's a majority decision. Mm. So, you know, whatever gets chosen is the, the, the cherry that we back. Um, but yeah, I think it's fair to say there was um, a, a difference of opinion. I mean, I will support that song because that's the cherry. But also, it doesn't really matter because it's not our votes mm. that are going to count at the end of the day. It's yours, the listeners and the people who come to our, our live show. But um, yeah, I think I suspect that might be a bit of a surprise entry for many people. But it was very close there were other songs that almost made it, but didn't. So there we go. Hurricane and by Cyan Kicks is the finished cherry for 2022. So we're almost done, but don't forget you can get in touch with us and please do. Uh, we've seen that a lot of you have been. You can tweet us at Second Cherry, Instagram at Second underscore Cherry and Facebook Second Cherry Podcast. And you can email us at hello at secondcherry.vision. Hello. At secondcherry.vision. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, thanks everyone for writing in and thanks for listening. You're still here, even after a summer break. I don't know what that says about you. I don't know what it says about us, but... <laughs> People have been gagging for us to get back. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it's pride season, that's all. <laughs> but no, thank you. And we'll return next week. Should we tell the country that we're going to be yeah, discussing? Yeah, I mean, we're sticking in the Nordic region. And next week, we're going to... No way! We're just going to hop over the border. We're going to go up and then back down again. (laughs) Border's only at the top. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you for listening and we'll be back next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.